Align if we're not careful. Well, hi there. <laughs> Welcome to Align with Lina. Today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing a very dear friend, Hope Merrill, and she is sitting right here next to me, which is not the typical way that we do these interviews, but we are going to flow with what is happening. And actually, this created a wonderful opportunity for us to visit. So we visited before and we're going to visit afterwards. But I want to thank you for participating in this uh, Be Live event because you're in for a treat. Align with Lina is about me giving you an opportunity to experience lots of other people who, just like me, have undergone a spiritual awakening, sharing their journey, sharing the ups and the downs, so that you have an example of things that make becoming in, in your journey or things that you have experienced before to give you a sense of normal that allows you to find peace in wherever you find yourself in your journey. So welcome, Hope. <laughs> thank you for being here. And thank you. We're, we're just gonna do what I always do. Okay, let's do it. Let's just start with, when did you realize that there was more to life than you have been taught there was? And that, that chasing that you have been taught you were supposed to be doing, the mm -hmm. roles that you thought a woman should have, a businesswoman should have, when did you begin to realize that there was more to life than all of the shoulds that you got indoctrinated or taught or conditioned to believe were your truths? Wow, that's a big like question. A really I huge know. question, Lina. So for me, I think like it happens with a lot of people, it was a health crisis. Um, so in, I was 34 and I got breast cancer. Okay. So I'd been running a successful publishing company. Um, married, you know, life, uh, if you looked at my life from the outside, you would say, wow, she has everything. And then cancer hit and yeah. I stopped. Everything stopped, right? When you get that kind of diagnosis, everything in your world just kind of stops. Yeah. How old were you when that happened? 34. 34. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So really young. So yeah. I've been running my company since I was 22. So I started my, my publishing company when I was 22 and about, you know, 10, 12 years in um, breast cancer. So when that happened, I looked at everything, um, you know, it, it, my whole world tumbled down. My, my health was gone. Um, I, I went through six months of chemo, um, couldn't run my company. I mean, I, I have stories of, of, still in that drive, still in that should, right? And I would go into my office and I would be so sick from, from chemo that I, I had them bring a couch into my office. And so I would lay on the couch and throw up in a trash can mm -hmm. in order to run the meeting of whatever needed to be done. So for me, it was that. It, 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 some of us have to have this sledgehammer and for me it was. And, and I woke up after the surgery and realized that whatever I was doing, whatever I was, however I was being in my life, and I didn't have this language. I didn't understand that. I grew up in a um, evangelistic Baptist church, so this kind of language I had, I didn't have. Yeah, I just knew that I was sick and, and tired. You know, not just sick in body, but sick in heart, sick in soul, sick and tired. And uh, and the way back from that wasn't fast uh, or easy yeah um so five years later i guess it took me five years 
before I began to, to make changes. Uh, and even those changes were laughable now. <laughs> when I look back, you know, then they were big changes. To me, it was like, oh, honey, you're just getting started yeah. with the changes and the understanding of, of who you are. So for me, it had to be a health crisis. And I think that happens to a lot of people. Absolutely. I know it definitely happened to me. Many, many um, little things that brought me to a place of questioning. There's got to be more than this. Mm -hmm. um, this can't be all that there is. But it was when I was 41 and my mom passed away. Mm -hmm. So her death, even though my dad had passed before that, grandparents had passed before that. I have been to so many funerals. Um, so I, I, I knew the process of grieving somebody close and also being with people who were grieving their spouse or their child passing away. But when my mom died, it's like it was a, a, the first time I'd ever experienced real grief. Right. And that brought me to my knees. And it was through my fear of dying a lonely, bitter woman as she had died, mm -hmm. that I, it gave me pause mm -hmm. to go, oh my gosh, I was sick and tired mm -hmm. of thinking that I needed to do something to get approval, that I needed to become somebody, that I was constantly chasing something. And her death had me stop and go, oh, wait a second, this cannot be all there is. We can't just chase, 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 and then boom, you die. So that was my, my big moment. Um, what, what were you chasing before you found out you had cancer? What, what were you striving for? What were you trying to accomplish in order to do your life right? Before <laughs> <up>? <laughs> That's a great question, right? So I was chasing money. I was chasing Ditto. prestige. Ditto. I was chasing control Ditto. of everything in my life, including everybody in my life. Ditto, ditto, sister. I was I was running from intimacy. Mm -hmm. I was running from relationship. I was all of those things, right? I, I thought I had to be this way yeah. and only this way. And if I if I played by the rules, God would reward me. Mm -hmm. And I would at some later point, un, uh, at unexamined point, you don't even yeah. think of it that way, that at some unexamined later point, I will be happy and I will have everything that, that I ever wanted. And when cancer happened, I remember um, I had lost all my hair, bald, not a pretty bald woman. I was bald as I could be and I'm sitting at my dining room table and I'm writing this list, a bucket list. And... I'm sobbing because my bucket list, once that happened, was so different from what I was chasing before. So before I wanted more money, I wanted more awards, I wanted, you know, I wanted a, a bigger company, I wanted all of those those things after when I sat down and and, and this is a vivid memory for me, on my list were things like a garden. I want a garden. I mean, how hard is that, right? Yeah. I want a garden. I want a, I want a balloon ride. I mean, it was it was even sad at that point that that I my list of things that would bring me joy was really small. I had never even examined what might bring me joy. There was no joy yeah. in my life. There was only duty and responsibility and control and fear and all of those things. Joy was a foreign yeah. concept. 
Well, you know, what you're saying is so typical because with my 12 years coaching, one of the things that I have gained is an awareness through, through so many people that I've worked with, everybody goes through the same thing. Mm -hmm. We, we all start off becoming, 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 mm -hmm. then something happens mm -hmm. and usually pretty monumental for most people where there is a, there's gotta be another way. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, we have the to-do list, mm -hmm. the accomplishments, the bucket list before mm -hmm. when we are becoming, mm -hmm. and then what we want to experience after we hit that wall and begin to get curious about this other way. Mm -hmm. And always, 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 it's the simple things. Mm -hmm. It's the gardening, getting mm -hmm. my hands in this way. I want to get on a horse. Mm -hmm. I want to ride a balloon. Mm -hmm. I want to climb a mountain. Mm -hmm. I want to skydive. So for whatever reason, my calls come through the computer and I don't know how to undo that, <laughs> but it happens that way. So it, it really is amazing because there's a reset that happens. And I want to talk with you about that reset, but all of that chasing is because we're trying to discover who we are, mm -hmm. but not knowing that who we are is inside of us mm -hmm. and it's been with us since we were born. We come in as who we are, mm -hmm. but we get conditioned out of touching that aspect of ourselves. So we think it's outside of us. So then we we're looking for love in all the wrong places, success, mm -hmm. happiness in all the wrong places, because we're looking for it in movable objects. Mm -hmm. Nothing that is permanent exists outside of ourselves that can give us what we want to experience that is permanent that's already within okay. so we go off on that chase we hit that wall and here you are writing that bucket list mm -hmm. and you want a garden mm -hmm. what's going through your mind because there's a big shift that's already happened mm -hmm. what what are you beginning to experience is who you are because this journey is about changing our perspective mm -hmm. and that's what you're going through well, gosh, for me, that was 22 years ago now, right? So I'm, I'm way far from that first wake-up call. So I think that, that a word you touched on earlier is grief. For you, it was the death of your mom. For, for me, it was an awareness of the grief of my life. Mm -hmm. so, so all of a sudden, um, like I said, joy was so small for me. I couldn't even... I couldn't even make a list of what would bring me joy. I'd never yeah. examined that. So I had to go through this process of grieving and I didn't even understand what that was. And I think that, I think that spirit takes hold of you mm -hmm. when you crack like mm -hmm. that, when the crack is, has happened, then, then you are open in a way you never would have been before. And, and grace happens mm -hmm. because I don't think as humans, I mean, I was still caught in all of my childhood stuff. I had no ability really to, to move forward. I, all I could manage at that point, and many times in my life, all I could manage is a surrender. And even that surrender was very shallow at that point. But yeah. the surrender into grace and, and to, to then grieve. Yeah. And, you know, five years later, I'm still grieving. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I told somebody, uh, I've, I've said this many times, I grieved my whole life. Mm -hmm. At As far down and as deep as I could grieve, I grieved my whole life. 
I can relate with you because the grieving for my mother mm -hmm. turned, it, it became a, a, a grief that I had a friend say to me, I mean, she's called me the human faucet mm -hmm. because it was years after her passing yep. that I was still grieving. And what became really clear is I was grieving the death of me. Mm -hmm. You were. Because my mother's passing touched on, I died when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. My dreams, my ideas of who I mm -hmm. was totally, completely got buried alive. Yes. So I went on to create this persona yes. of who I would become so that I could be the person who would control circumstances so I would never be hurt the way as a little girl I perceived love had hurt me. Right. And that love that hurt me was Same basically story. my father leaving our family when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. That sent me on such a profound excavation of who the hell am I? Mm -hmm. um, so it sounds like you went through the same thing. I think we all do. We all do. We all I, do. I think that if you, you do. know, I've got a lot, as Laurel, I would say, I got a lot of Virgo here. So I'm not <laughs> Virgo, but I got a lot of Virgo. And, I think she says I have some. Um, no, too. you have all Sagittarius, so Laurel, I said. So. <laughs> But you, you know, if you if you began, which which I, I did at some point in this 20 year journey for me, I began to kind of catalog this, mm -hmm. you know, we all are going to move through this stage and then we're going to move through this stage. And you yes. and I talked about that. Yeah. I had the conscious 360 where it stayed, you know, I've identified, right, I've yeah. identified those stages. And I think that we all do what mm -hmm. I found fast forward 20 years. I'm in it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've done this three or four times now yes. where yeah. I've completed that circle that that yeah. started with the cancer. And I, I found a, a, pl mm -hmm. a level, a place of, of I went through all of those steps and there I was and almost immediately began to do it again on a whole different level. And again, on a whole different level, yeah. sometimes precipitated by events and sometimes just simply my own internal clock mm -hmm. that said now yeah. it's go stop. I mean, this just happened, what, six months ago with the with the Conscious Life Journal. Mm -hmm. My guidance was stop, mm -hmm. not stop slowly, but stop. Yeah. And to your point, because you said so many wonderful things, we could spend a, a day talking about what you just said. But to your point, because you have had 20 years of experience, my journey now, it's, I think, 17, 18 about the same amount of time, mm -hmm. but it was helping me see, especially as a coach, mm -hmm. we all go through the exact same we do. phases. We do. It's just like a child goes from, you know, crawling, then walking, then running. We go through stages, through phases, whatever, however we want to call it. That hero's journey is the same for everybody. It is. And when you can begin to see the circle and you can begin to see how you're going to be moving through it. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, as I experience things today, I have the wisdom to, mm -hmm. I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. I know there's a release coming. I know mm -hmm. a choice is coming. Yep. I know I'm going to have to give up a little bit of the old and step into an unknown. Absolutely. And it's developing more trust. Every single time I'm giving into something that was grander and unknown to me. Right. But it moves me into an expansion. Right. That now, oh my God, if I'd have known right. what was behind that door that I did not want to open mm -hmm. was more freedom, more, more of who I am. How, 
how is it as what you're dealing with, you know, uh, closing the, the magazine and having that listening to the guidance that said stop. Mm -hmm. What was your mindset in dealing with that shift today versus your mindset before? <laughs> that's that's really that's perfect because before I would stay, you know, 10, 15 years longer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even talking months here. I'm talking years yes, because I, I couldn't and wouldn't listen to the guidance. The fear was too big. So for me, it was a triumph to hear that guidance, understand that guidance and say yes to that guidance. Yeah. It's a deepening. And, and, and I'm, I'm choosing now to get more still and stiller still yeah. and more quiet and hear deeper and listen longer and see if I can just be. That's where I'm at now, to just be. But I do want to say that it does get easier. It does get easier. But I also think that, that our, our listeners need to realize wherever you are on this path, Stop beating yourself up about wherever you are on this path. It's perfect. It's it truly is. Yes. I wouldn't have understood that ten yeah. years ago. If you said that to me ten years ago, I'd have laughed at you and then gone home and cried. <laughs> truly, I wouldn't. I might have punched you first. Well, I might have. I might depending <laughs> on where I was at. But no, I, I wouldn't have. I would have laughed and I would have joked yeah. and then I would have gone home and cried about it because yeah. because the, that. I could not give myself that break. Yes. I have an amazing teacher, and I think that you're right. We we do. The teacher does come when we're ready, and we outgrow teachers, and then it's time to move to the next teacher. But my teacher now, uh, she says this wonderful thing that, that I'm sharing with everybody. She said, why is that not okay? Mm -hmm. Everything is okay. Yeah. Where you are, where you're not. Who you are, who you're not. What you have, what you don't. It's all okay. Yeah. It's all okay. It's the judgment. For me, I grew up in a judgmental family, a judgmental background. I was my hardest judge and my hardest critic. And dropping the judgment of what is has been a real difficult thing for me, is to just drop the judgment of it yeah. and live in it. Yeah. It, I, and I love what you're saying because that's such a crucial thing that I really uh, want people to understand. And it's the reason why I do these Align With Line events is so that people can hear that every single person that I have interviewed has said the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. We have to come to the place. Actually, it's part of our spiritual mature, maturing. Mm -hmm. Come to the place where we accept what is happening because what is happening is what we're supposed to be because that's where we are, but it's there. It's there that we uncover things that prepare us for what comes next. Mm -hmm. The analogy that, um, that I like to use is that, you know, the, the acorn has an oak tree in it. Mm -hmm. We live our lives like we're the acorn. Mm -hmm. And then we get all caught up in that we're just a little twig. And then we get really upset when we're a tiny tree or we maybe are 10, 12 feet tall and there's big oak trees around us and we're comparing those other bigger trees. Mm -hmm. This journey has been about accepting that acorn that is moving through stages, but develop a relationship with the oak tree, mm -hmm. develop a relationship with that intelligence that is becoming Mm -hmm. whatever it is becoming from a knowingness that it already is 
the oak tree. Mm -hmm. There would be no acorn if there wasn't an oak tree right. already. So it's a shift to developing a relationship with that oak, that spirit, that source, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. that is my true eternal self. Mm -hmm. So that what my human self is experiencing can be held with grace. You used that word grace earlier mm -hmm. because I had no grace for myself no. before because I was perceiving the world from my, my acorn stages. Mm -hmm. And to step back and acknowledge that there is this amazing, magnificent, loving presence inside of me that I had no idea mm -hmm. was there is what I've been aligning with mm -hmm. so that I can experience all of the stages that this physical line of vessel is going to experience, mm -hmm. which makes me enjoy them all the more now. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, not yeah. running away from my life. I'm like, wow, this is what my life looks like today. Mm -hmm. A flat tire today. Wow. Mm -hmm. Can I bring the what grace? What do I bring to that? Can I be the oak tree in the presence of this mm -hmm. broken branch or broken twig that mm -hmm. has happened? Uh, so I love what you just said about. If you really want to have okay your mind blown, realize that you created it. Yeah. Now, now you're really <laughs> jumping the conversation. Now we're getting really advanced. So <laughs> I'll go. I'll back up. Another thing that, that I found exactly what you're saying is. If you are a judgmental person, or if you, you if your childhood um, included that judgment piece in a in a harmful way, and my, mine did, mine did. Um, I haven't met one that didn't. Okay, so At every level we all judge right. our parents, and, it, and it's and it's it's harmful. It's hurtful. Mm -hmm. um, one of the the baby steps for me around that is is I couldn't necessarily surrender to it because and stop the judgment, surrender to God, to the, to that bigger presence. I, the trust wasn't there. I couldn't mm -hmm. surrender totally to it, which is where we're all going yeah. is that surrender to the greater, the, the greater whole. We are all one anyway. Yes. And so surrendering to that is where we're, we're all going for me. The, the, the precursor to that, I couldn't quite get there, but the precursor to that for me was cooperate with it. Mm -hmm. If I can't surrender to it and, and learn then to create directly from it, at least I can cooperate with it. Yes. I can stop the belief system that it is harmful, that yeah. life is harmful, that life is hard, that mm -hmm. life is painful, that life is about suffering. If I can yeah. just stop that, even if I can't get to that stage of full cooperation, I can at least get to the stage of cooperation, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to cooperate with life, to recognize that life that is happening right now is exactly as it should be. Mm -hmm. And if I will cooperate with it, then my life as I'm experiencing it. Yeah shifts radically yes and in in my training um the the few steps that i teach because i don't really teach a whole lot of processes right um acceptance mm -hmm. comes right after awareness it awareness does. that i'm resisting yeah. and to accept what is to me is the the beginning stages of cooperation mm -hmm. because once we stop resisting it we begin to get informed like what mm -hmm. you said and that is because we're going to jump into what you started. <laughs> That's where we're all headed yeah. is to give up our ideas that have us resist what is mm -hmm. because what wants to have its way with us mm -hmm. 
is so much grander, mm -hmm. so much more amazing, mm -hmm. and truly loving, gentle, fun. Mm -hmm. So we're giving up all of this hard work, mm -hmm. all of this resistance, so that we can learn to cooperate with the ultimate, funnest, most joyful, creative source that mm -hmm. ever was. Mm -hmm. So that we can learn to use our power for the greater good of all mm -hmm. instead of for suffering. Right. Because well, we're all these amazing magicians. We are. But I also a piece for me was really understanding that we are also human. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that alignment of, of our divinity and our, our humanity, the body and the and that alignment is it is is the goal learning to live through the human as the divine is the final goal right because we're not divine we're not we're not only divine we we have the privilege of being in human bodies mm -hmm. and it's in through these human bodies that we that we cooperate and surrender and learn I mean, it's the gift of the body, if you will. Do you understand what I mean? I do. But I'm a student of A Course in Miracles, mm -hmm. and it turned that totally upside down for me. Okay. So for me, that was that that was that ultimate goal of mm -hmm. uh, aligning body and, and divinity. Mm -hmm. But The Course in Miracles totally, completely well, tell me about that. that. Tell me what that means. What that means is that these bodies are the function of a decision to separate from God. Okay. So in consciousness, if, if we're all energy, so, so you have to already know that everything is energy mm -hmm. and in the understanding that we're all energy, then the idea of a body as a separate sense of self mm -hmm. becomes a way to hide from the oneness that we all are mm -hmm. God expressing itself individually mm -hmm. as our, souls mm -hmm. so as this non-physical essence and then the body becomes in uh, as the course in miracles teaches a once you realize that what you are is divine that mm -hmm. is your holiness it's, it calls it holiness versus divine mm -hmm. that your holiness is god expressing itself as right a bazillion holy beings right then the body is recognized as a communication device mm -hmm where you're communicating that you are in alignment with that you're not a body mm -hmm. or you're communicating that you are a body. Mm -hmm. So one hides, one hides because then you, you focus on the physical being. Mm -hmm. The other one is as this is what Jesus was teaching, you know, as Jesus is the, the one who channeled the course of miracles, he was saying, because I used my body through the crucifixion to show that we're not bodies, right? The resurrection is the acceptance of your eternalness while you're in physical form. Mm -hmm. Now the body becomes, I'm going to say, and I'm going to, I'm going to preface this for those people who are listening, because th this is something I am still living into, right? So my words may not be, you know, uh, exactly as probably a master would, would be saying, but at some point, the body becomes inconsequential mm -hmm. because when when the mind is totally and completely cleared of all ideas that I am this separate sense of self, mm -hmm. then that identity of limitation dissolves. Mm -hmm. Now, the focus is on the more of what we truly are. Mm -hmm. 
And when the body is no longer a focus, the holiness becomes all that that is that remains. Mm -hmm. That's when the healings, that's when everything begins to shift. The the using, the healing, the the awareness of the oneness begins to become a lived experience mm-hmm. because the body no longer becomes that thing that you're trying to align with source. Mm-hmm. It's what you use to bring you to the place of realization that it was a separation from source. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you're living in this perceived sense of separation mm-hmm. with a mind that is totally aligned and attuned mm-hmm. to the oneness. So, yes to what you're saying mm-hmm. and then i found that there was more and mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh it keeps going yeah. it keeps going it, does. it keeps going there, there is there is no ending to what is infinite mm-hmm. and the doorways just open to something newer and different and radical and um let, let me hear how does all that sit with you? No, I love that. I love that. I think we're saying the same thing. We're just not saying it. I like you. And, and it could and be working that language through. Um, let me back up then and, and say for, for me, I've spent most of my life out of my body. I, I, I was able to align, but I wasn't able to be in my body and do it, which how that showed up is I would develop diseases. Yeah. Right. I, so I developed the cancers and and I would call in you in. Uh, right. Right. So so for me, a necessary piece before I can even get to whatever is next is the understanding that I am just like you embodied. Mm-hmm. We are embodied. And the gift of being embodied is is kind of where I'm at. And what I'm trying to say with that is that. There is a gift of being embodied and it doesn't negate the fact that we're all one. I think that I'm just as one with this microphone as I am with your body. We are all energy. We are all one. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is a a piece of the path Mm -hmm. for me was understanding that I had to, I had to experience my divinity through my body. body. If that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. And everybody has to go through that. Yes. Because then we could jump to what's happening in the world right now. Yeah. Because the world is in the turmoil that it's in, mm-hmm. as within, so without. That's right. Because as we disconnected from our divinity mm-hmm. and become became only humans, mm-hmm. and we only did divinity on Sundays for maybe two hours, right. some of us. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But as we disconnected from that, that there is something holy within us. Yes. It became really easy to, as controlling, judgmental, fearful beings Mm -hmm. to hurt one another, Mm -hmm. to, to become greedy, to what can I get from you? What can I get from me? How can I protect myself? And we're seeing that multiplied out there in the world. So this process of beginning to recognize to, mm-hmm. like you were saying, just stop. Mm-hmm. Let's pause this, this chasing, this becoming and become aware that, that there is a longing. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the same longing mm-hmm. for peace, for joy, for connection, for love. Mm-hmm. And become, become beings that can accept that we have choices here. Mm-hmm. 
And as we begin to accept that, and I'm seeing more and more of that, this cry for there has to be another way. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing it the old reactive way, mm-hmm. we're beginning to accept to cooperate with that. Let's create a new way. Right. And the new way is about the alignment of mind, body, spirit. Exactly. It has to come together. It, exactly. And I am not at, at a place of knowing that I am not a body. Right. I'm at a place of where I have accepted that in, in, with every fiber of my being that that's not what I am. So that my decisions are not anymore about what what takes care of this body, mm-hmm. but the trusting that this body is God mm-hmm. expressed. Mm-hmm. So that it has removed me from having to worry and fear and mm-hmm. like death. I don't have those fears. So I don't either. And that yeah. it more for me, this is fascinating because I think again, I think we're saying the same thing. It's just the, the paths that we're taking, as I'm sure anybody who's listening can identify with pieces of that. Oh, totally. For me, I my guidance was was very clear, and it was I can't move. Your divinity cannot move freely through a sick body. Exactly. And so, or a sick mind. Or a sick mind. But Definitely. for me, again, it, yeah. because a part of my chosen path is to is to to manifest illness in my body. I mean, that's just that's just the way I do what I'm well, doing. I have to address that, right? <laughs> I, I'm in the past. I'm not saying that now, but in the past, that that is a piece of what I do. So it's a radical understanding that I, I'm not in alignment. If I'm manifesting a dis-ease yes. in my body, I'm yes. not in alignment. So how do I address that? How do I care enough about my body? And I'm not talking about liposuction and things like that. That's yeah, not what I'm talking yeah. about. This physical expression. I'm talking about that if I'm not well in my body, yeah. I will not be able to experience the divine and cooperate with the divine the way that I choose to. Mm-hmm. I cannot be one with who I am and, and the world that I'm living in if I am carrying dis-ease mm-hmm. in my body. So for me, it became an awareness of that. That that was a, an awareness level that then set me on another round of that. Yeah, it totally, completely um get what you're saying because for me that's not where my teachings are coming from mm-hmm. it's from a body that is diseased mm-hmm. um it came right, from you get other that you have other ones right you have other son. ways right you have accepting ways. my son with his drug adventure there you go um, and being able to get to the place that i knew you're not a body mm-hmm. um, i'm not going to focus because the guidance that i was getting mm-hmm. and, and this is what was so powerful about spencer's journey the guidance i was getting was he's not a body mm-hmm. He still is God created him, mm-hmm. which is totally in complete non-physicalness. Mm-hmm. So focus on his eternalness. Mm-hmm. Speak to the power mm-hmm. of, of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Let's let that be what shows that young man um, that he cannot be affected by the, the constraints of a body. That even if he overdoses and that body dies, mm-hmm. it doesn't alter his power, his magnificence, his eternalness. Mm-hmm. So that conversation, me hearing, let your son do drugs mm-hmm. and me surrendering to that voice, mm-hmm. tears streaming down my eyes mm-hmm. going, there's a part of me, my mind was in terror and my heart was at peace. Right. 
that distinction between my head and my heart is what began to move me down that path of trusting. Because every time I heard that he's not a body, mm -hmm. don't worry about that. Right. I fell deeper and deeper and deeper into this trust and alignment with creator, source, spirit, you know, God, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And that began to shift my, my relationship with what was happening. Right. And, and then the guidance was simply, yes, you're going to use this physical expression mm -hmm. as a, a form of communication mm -hmm. of what is possible mm -hmm. when we make that alignment to listen to the voice for love, to the voice for God, to mm -hmm. the voice for our eternalness, because then what happens is the, the, the total and complete acceptance of the responsibility of the power that we have mm -hmm. with which we have miscreated blocks and illnesses, like you said, disease. Right. And I'm going to just let the audience know, uh, for some people, this may be really hard to hear mm -hmm. because I could not accept I created my dad leaving. I could not accept that I had created being abandoned by relationships yeah. that I had been fired. I couldn't believe that I had created other illnesses, mm -hmm. you know, maybe not um, uh, severe illnesses, but that I had created right. bankruptcies that I had created. Uh, we created all. Yes. And it wasn't until I came to the place of realizing that there is only one mind. And again, this is where the Course in Miracles helped me get really clear. Mm -hmm. There is one mind. Mm -hmm. And we're all accessing that same intelligence, mm -hmm. like there is one internet mm -hmm. and we're all accessing and using it. Some That's people right. use it for good. Oh, I love that analogy. Some people use it for terrorizing mm -hmm. others, but we're all accessing the same one mind and we have our own little computer use of it. Mm -hmm. But man, that awareness comes with terror at first mm -hmm. and liberation next. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm using the mind of God, the creative, the only creative mind that there is, am I going to use it to be in alignment with bringing love to the planet, mm -hmm. with bringing joy and bringing awareness mm -hmm. of we could be creating, we could be co-creating paradise. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what you're saying. You no, know, you manifested cancer mm -hmm. for your lessons. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you to discover have that realization you manifested it you know I knew it right away <laughs> which is the strangest thing right but I knew right away that cancer was a gift for me and I was again I, I total and completely had none of this language none of this understanding it was a world I hadn't even opened the door to but yet I knew I knew two things when I woke up in the hospital one I knew that my world would never ever be the same. I knew that, that my body wouldn't be the same. My world would never be the same. And I knew that this was a gift, that somehow I was receiving a gift, mm -hmm. a, a divine gift. And I knew it. I didn't know what the hell to do with it. And I wasn't exactly happy about getting it. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It's not like you, it. it's not like you get cancer. You say, oh, thank you, God. Yeah. It, it, it's not that way at all. Oh, but there yeah. was a knowing for me that, all right, I speak about it this way. Before cancer, I lived my life like I was wrapped in cellophane. That's how I experienced my life. I was wrapped in the clear cellophane. Mm -hmm. Nothing got in and I didn't get out. 
I was in the world. You were in a protected bubble. I was in a protected <laughs> so bubble and I was suffocating in this bubble because I was Great not analogy. alive. I was, I was the walking dead is what I would, I would say to people. I was the walking dead and the cancer was big enough that it just ripped it asunder. You know, it just took whatever was around me and just ripped it apart. So even though I was scared and I was upset, I also immediately knew that there was a gift here and that I could, I had a choice. I was faced with a choice at that point. I could keep creating cancer, mm -hmm. right? I could keep doing and living and being the same way I was, or I could, I could see this for what it was. Thank you, God, for that little bit of grace that I could see it for what it was and move differently, change, change, just change and not create. If I didn't change, I knew that I would create it again yeah. and again and again. So, so yeah, I think that, that, interesting isn't it some people have to learn that they are not their body some people have to learn that they are embodied yeah and and it's 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 the same lesson to yeah. sides of the coin because either way when you do get that you understand that you're all one that we are all one that god and your body is all one that it is all one again that plant that microphone we we are all one it's the the path to getting there um but but yeah it it's hard it was really difficult to 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 own that's a, the best word to own that i am the creator of my life and therefore i created that disease and I can look back now in retrospect and be very grateful because without it I could not have changed I was yeah. so enmeshed and so covered in all of it I wouldn't have changed I wouldn't be here now I would be dead yeah had I not had that not happened and I had not made the choice to change and that's what humanity is in the middle of mm -hmm. an opportunity for choice totally yep. it's it's an opportunity to choose mm -hmm. To choose between faith and fear, mm -hmm. but we have to cultivate faith mm -hmm. and we have to develop faith in what is real faith in what is ultimately God, mm -hmm. spirit, source, universe, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But fear is the obstacle to that faith. It is. And it's through facing for you. You're not your body. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I am not my children. Right. I am not my husband. I am not my money. Mm -hmm. I am not my status. Right. For lots of people, they're it's, they're not their career. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I thought I was all those things. Oh yeah. Me too. <laughs> I thought, are you kidding me? If you had said that to me, I'm like, well, you know what? I am too. See this face and this face and this face and this face. I'm all those things. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you do. We get grabbed wherever we get grabbed. We and do. it it really is fascinating to watch mm -hmm. that we are facing these incredible fears they all may appear different mm -hmm. we're afraid of losing different things mm -hmm. but they all have one thing in common we have attached our worth our sense of self to impermanence mm -hmm. and that's when we have to cultivate the faith in that which is permanent mm -hmm. that eternalness within mm -hmm. and as we develop that relationship my experience has been and it's baby steps. It's like it's like a the spiral staircase. You, I move up one step, and I can see a little bit 
wider. Mm-hmm. And then this, the spiral gets bigger and bigger. And the more that I am willing to question yes. what I thought was true. And to see. And to see, oh my gosh, and to get honest and really realize that I have put faith in temporary, limited, movable objects. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. You mean I can have faith in something that is unshakable? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that that uh, statement in the Bible. You got to build your house mm-hmm. on your foundation has to be solid That's on right. rock, not on sand. That's right. My whole life had been built on sand, mm-hmm. and every time you know somebody looked at me the wrong way, my foundation was shaken. Mm-hmm. Who am I if you don't like me? Who am I right. if you reject me? Who right. am I if you look at me like that? Um, well, who am I? Yeah. Who am I? I mean, fear is that thing, right? You don't, until you're willing, I, I think, until you're willing to accept that fear is your guiding principle, period. Until you're willing to even just accept that, yeah. not to mention all the work involved in, in each one of those fears, yeah. but but the fear the, the, the fear is like my cellophane. Yeah. The yeah. fear is a blanket around you. The fear is your container. Mm-hmm. And until you're willing to first be aware yes, that, yes, yes. that you Gotta live that fear and then be willing to examine and, and, question, and question that fear and move beyond it. Until you do that, you won't, you would, you will be overwhelmed with the amount of things that you are afraid of. Yeah. Well, (laughs) everything everything, you are afraid of. And fear for me has become my decision to block truth. Yes. I love that. So as soon as I felt that fear, Mm -hmm. one of my little sayings, every irritation is an invitation. Mm -hmm. And I began to look at what irritated me always behind it was a fear. Right. Always a fear that that thing was going to affect my image of me, Mm -hmm. my idea of the way things should be, my control. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I made fear my friend. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, um, you know, a spy. Mm -hmm. You know, right now we got all this stuff going on with Russia. Well, spies, they have them, we have them. Well, you don't go looking for the spy to shoot it and kill it. You befriend it first, mm-hmm. and then you find out what are your strategies. I mean, that's what the James Bond movies are all about. Mm-hmm. I had to befriend this this spy that was wanting to kill me. Mm-hmm. It's like I had this enemy within me, fear, mm-hmm. the ego mind, the my ideas of what I'm not. I had to befriend it. Mm-hmm. I had to make ego my amigo and begin to say, why am I afraid? Where did that fear come mm-hmm. from? What is that fear you know, believing that fear is costing me something. Mm-hmm. It's giving payoff? you something too. Totally. What's the payoff? <laughs> yep. It costs me and it gives me because yeah. it's a false sense of protection. And becoming aware of those fears, mm-hmm. little by little, I came to realize they're all made up. Mm-hmm. We've been accepting them generation after generation after generation. Mm-hmm. These hand-me-down beliefs that have cost all of us mm-hmm. to stop being who we are naturally, born mm-hmm. These magnificent beings, you look at a baby, you know, there's pure potential. Yeah. And little by little, we fill them up with fears and ideas of who they should be to do life right. Mm -hmm. And then we spend, you know, the second second part of our life, if if not more that, and obviously many lifetimes, Mm -hmm. unpacking that, 
I love your analogy of the cellophane, moving that cellophane, mm -hmm. uh, ripping it, ripping piece it. Piece by piece by piece. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. for me, I, um, I had an encounter in 2007, I'll never forget, where I knew myself, I experienced myself as one with all that is. Mm -hmm. In that moment that lasted, I don't know, it was like 45 minutes, everything was shown to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just had this alignment, this knowingness, this, this transcendence of every limit. Mm -hmm. And my mind was blown into realizing that an infinite creator creates infinitely mm -hmm. that what is coming, the, the, the potential is so beyond what my human little mind could fathom. I have that experience and I know, oh my gosh, mm -hmm wow then i came back into my life my thoughts my fears reassembled my identity not to the same degree no it was looser yep um i get that totally and then came has been 12 years of unraveling mm -hmm. the, these things that want to solidify mm -hmm. and wrap me up in in mm -hmm. in untruths mm -hmm. um well it's the awareness of it and, and, and how wonderful that you had that experience. Oh yeah. You know, not everyone gets that really. So that's why you're a teacher. That was your choice. This is your path. You're teaching because you had that experience. I've had similar, mine have been smaller and, and several mm -hmm. as I break through this barrier or, or, or lay that down. You know, bless it and lay it down, whatever it is, whatever that fear is, whatever, whatever that is. You know, the world that we're living in now, you're exactly right, was created based on fear yeah. that, you know, God was hijacked for me early. You and I've talked about that before yeah. way. I mean, before I was even born, I was living in that kind of environment, you know, where God is hellfire, brimstone, judgmental God, yeah. all of that is what I grew up with. And so that was a really solid structure around me. And it, it has required quite a lot of deconstruction to, to, to remove that belief system that I didn't even know existed, yeah. but that ran my life. Yes. So when you talk about healing, I don't think healers heal anybody. I think I agree. we have to do the work. And I think, you know, you and I briefly talked about what's next. What's next, I think, is I don't think we're in the, I don't think we're in the business of waking anybody up anymore. Exactly. I think that if you aren't awake, then you won't wake and all of us are all awake it's now what do we do with that mm -hmm. we're awake every one of you listening at some degree or another the crack has happened you're awake yeah. so what are you going to do with that are you going to step up and exam and begin you know take the scissors to the cellophane what are you going to do with that because real healing is the examination of all of that from the beginning and the realization finally to the point where there is no beginning there is no end there is no there's no middle there's there's nothing it's all happening right now at the same time and we are the magnificent beings that we are but totally. we also can be awake and choose not to do a dang thing with it 
Yeah. And that's okay, that's too. okay too. Right. I mean, why that's is that okay not too. okay? It's totally yeah. okay. What I'm hoping and what those of us who are, are spending our precious mm-hmm. time sitting in front of a computer talking to people that we don't know is going to see it is that we want a better world. We want to experience a better world. And we yeah. can experience yeah. a better world. The world from here out can be built not on fear, but on something very, very different. And I think that's causing a lot of fear. Isn't that yeah. funny? Like everybody's I like, a, oh, we, we kind of pulled it back and we looked and we said, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, let's close that back up because I don't even, I can't even conceive of what that world might yeah. be. And in order for that world to be birthed, yeah. I'm going to have to lay down my mm-hmm. all of my conceptions yes. of it, what it this is. world is. It is. It's, it's, it's frightening. To it is very frightening to because you got to give up who you think you are. That's right. For something grander. Again, you've got to accept that you're the oak tree. You're the mighty oak tree yep. while you are in in a state of thinking you're a twig. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's just the the phase that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, a sprout maybe just coming out of the ground. But one of the beautiful things that happened for me that I'm so eternally grateful and it just moves me when I think this, having had the opportunity to experience myself totally, completely unbounded has given me a set point Mm -hmm. of what is possible. Mm -hmm. So everything that I experience now, I know it's just a limit. Mm -hmm. I know it's a temporary thing which makes it easy to not be attached to stuff. Right. To, okay, that doesn't work, doesn't work, it goes away. It has given me a freedom because I know of the temporariness of this. And what I'm observing right now is that the crack that is happening at in a humanity-wide level right. it is. is a decision that what is happening is not okay. Mm-hmm. And people are... are excited about a something new but not everybody has a clear vision as i do a clear vision as you of what's coming and i don't know what's coming either that is something that i think is is a lot of healers not that let me take let me let me make sure i'm very clear about that what is coming is what you experienced. I, I believe that totally that oneness and that completeness and all of that but yeah. the way what that's going to look like in the world, I don't know. And I don't oh, think no. a lot of us know. No, no, no. I don't know how it's going well, how how it here's, looks like. Here's yeah. a crazy paradox, which is the more that I mature in my journey, mm-hmm. the more paradox make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but I do know what it's going to feel like. Right. And it's going to feel like cooperation, collaboration, co-creation, mm-hmm. compassion, upliftment. It's going to look like people who realize that we're we're one, we're mm-hmm. connected. Mm-hmm. How the details of it flesh out, I don't know. I want to be surprised. Um, you will be. But it's like Christmas. <laughs> we will it's be. It's like Christmas. You know you've got a present. So mm-hmm. I know what's coming is amazing. Mm-hmm. What's in the box, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And in that paradox, all I have to remember and continue to express and continue. My teaching is just teaching this that inside of each of us is this power to co- to collaborate, mm-hmm. this power 
to co-create, mm-hmm. a desire to connect. That is what I want to be an example of. Mm-hmm. That if I can undo my sense of separation, if I can undo my sense of uh, there's a separate line encased in this identity, before it was like uh, like I was just in, in this body, if I can begin to chip away my, my limited sense of self, fear falls away, mm-hmm. control for, falls away, mm-hmm. because then you're able to come out. Like mm-hmm. you said, you come out of that from that cellophane. And to accept that what I am is this energy field that extends, you know, what, 24 meters around me, mm-hmm. eight feet around me. Mm-hmm. To be open to that I am something more, mm-hmm. And so is everybody else, because mm-hmm. that's one of the, the fundamental tenets of what keeps revealing uh, to me is that not only am I all powerful, eternal and the presence of love, but so is everybody else and everything else. and everything else. There's there's nowhere where that's mm-hmm. not what it is. Mm-hmm. Then what's coming is how are we going to begin to drop the limitations and the barriers and begin the game of cooperation and collaboration? Mm -hmm. That is what I know is coming, and I'm seeing that already in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. I'm watching that happening. I think that we will see it. I I don't, I don't, you know, who knows? I don't know how that's, I don't, I don't think it's written yet how it's going to play out and what that's going to look like. One of my favorite teachers is Neil Donald Walsh. I don't, you know who that is. He wrote the Conversations with God, and I interviewed him. Uh, for the magazine, and and uh, he he told the story of he was walking with um, I, I guess she was a maybe she was a nun maybe she was a monk I don't know it was uh, an Eastern guru if you will, and they were walking down a city street and there was a, a bum sitting next to a dumpster, and um, Neil thinking that he had reached this you know wonderful level turned to her and said. You know, there before the grace of God go I. And she looked at him and she said, you'll be there when you realize that there before the grace of God is you. Mm -hmm. That is you, Mm -hmm. just like it's me. That there is no her and you. It's not that there before the grace of God go I, but there because of the grace of God, I am. Mm -hmm. That's a oneness that if yeah. it, it that that's a world unity yes. that 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 we we're coming to yeah um, how when where what that looks like I, I don't I don't know yeah. but but we are coming to that we're definitely moving in that direction you know and and to kind of complete our conversation oh my gosh it, I know it's so easy to talk about, <laughs> but that oneness that we're moving toward out there. Is going to be the reflection of the oneness in mm-hmm. here. We we are all a house divided mm-hmm. when our mind thinks one thing and our heart feels another, mm-hmm. and then our body obviously is is the expression of, mm-hmm. of that misalignment mm-hmm. of thoughts that say that I'm not good enough or I have to work harder to become somebody in a heart that just wants to be a piece that mm-hmm. just wants to express itself, mm-hmm. but is too afraid because. Of, of memories that we have about how well it is expressing hurts. itself yes. it's just expressing itself covered in fear yes and it's you know we can't help but create totally. as totally, we totally. we create all the yeah. time we create yeah. our reality all the time yeah. it's just where do we create yeah. from yeah. What, what capacity you know you create from that that 
place of open love and other people are creating from that from that contracted place of of fear um when as a world as as a when the world begins to create from an expansiveness, not a contracted place, then is when the when the changes. When we all Absolutely. can create, like you you are discussing that you create. Yeah. That's the change, and that's what these conversations are all about. And I hope that you've enjoyed this, or get a nugget or two. If something was really radical and out there, just drop that, and you know maybe you'll you'll pick that up at some point. Um, through another conversation with somebody else or, or not. But the purpose of this is to let you know that ordinary people like Hope, like me, have to do the deconstruction of all the things that covered up the light that we are. We are all bringers of love and light to the planet. And as Hope said, we are expressing um, that light purely or we are suppressing that light and, ex and then um, creating because we are creating all the time all the time creating more suffering for ourselves and others so again i hope you um you enjoyed this conversation thank you for being with us spending yes. this hour of your time with us and thank you for being here oh my oh, gosh. thank you we, i could talk with you forever <laughs> i just want to mention that next week on monday september the 30th we're going to have a really cool guest her name is stacy michelle and she is going to talk about conscious love not mm. just love with one another, but conscious lovemaking, conscious um, orgasms, conscious everything intimate. Oh, sign me and up. And that's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> because her awakening was through sexuality. Ah. So she is now a teacher through that realm. That like, beautiful? you know, you teach through yours, I teach through mine. But hers is to help people realize that we have disconnected from that Kundalini life force that we are, make sexuality taboo and wrong put all kinds of fears on it mm -hmm. and through her reclaiming that aspect of herself she she aligned with her truth oh beautiful so that conversation with uh stacy michelle is gonna be a lot of fun so september the 30th monday for the next align with lina i will see you there thanks a bunch and you all have a magnificent day bye-bye bye oh margaret i'm so glad that you enjoyed this conversation Talk to you later. Bye-bye.